Hello, you are listening to The United States of Canada, a podcast about a love story between an American and a Canadian. I'm Marv the American. And I'm Farah the Canadian. So, we have something, uh, what we'll call a controversial topic, right? Yeah, it's a little spicy. Yeah, yeah. I I have a feeling that people are going to get angry at us by the time uh, they check this episode out. But, you know, I mean... We've got to be honest about who we are, right? Exactly. Okay, so you want to... Yeah, so um, I think this is one of the first kind of conversations you and I had mm-hmm. on our first date. Right. Um, we discussed religion mm-hmm. and uh, the fact that we are both godless, yeah. I guess you can say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a very different upbringing mm-hmm. than you. Mm-hmm. Um, my family is Muslim. Um, my dad's side of the family doesn't really practice as much, uh, but my mom's side of the family is still pretty strict. Okay. Yeah, so what was that like growing up? Um, honestly, it was really tough, but your family, they weren't really religious at all, right? Right. So, like my parents, they never brought me to church. They never... As a kid, I asked them a few times, well, what are we? And they just said just sort of general Christian. Um, I mean, probably closer the way to put it is Californiaism. Californiaism, what's that? So, I mean, it's just kind of general California spirituality. I mean, it's not... Like subs- crystal mommy stuff? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> like... Like there's a, a higher being that takes care of you and when you die you go to heaven and you will be reincarnated and so things like old souls and ghosts and stuff like that. Huh. I mean, just kinda new agey type stuff. That's but that's interesting. but that's really more of like from my mom's side. My dad is we never really talked about it and when we do, I mean I don't think he's ever come out and said, you know, he's an atheist or whatever, but, Mm. you know, I don't think that he really believes in any sort of spiritual practices or anything like that. Right. So would you consider yourself, like, more atheist or agnostic? I... Probably agnostic-leaning atheist. So I think... The way I would put it is, it's conceivable that there's not just a higher higher power, but possibly multiple higher powers. Like, I think that there's things beyond what we can just perceive, and there's, you know, like string theory, there's dimensions beyond the dimensions we exist in. And so, I mean, I think there's... It's possible that there's beings, a being or beings out there that we would consider to be gods by our definition, but... I guess it depends on your definition, though. Right, right, right. Um, And I really feel like after I came into your life, you're a bit more atheist-leaning. Yeah. Versus agnostic. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I'm I'm hardcore atheist. I think that, you know, when you're you're done... With this life, you're done. I think that you should be a good person, not for any sort of reward Mm -hmm. or not for fear of being spanked by Sky Daddy after you die. Mm -hmm. 
but because it's the right thing to do. I'm right. I'm a humanist, and so are you. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. But how long have you been like atheist? Have you always been an atheist or agnostic? I I think really since I've met you, I think that you've. Oh dear. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Yeah, like I think before I met you, I've dabbled in different religions. So I've studied a, a little bit of Buddhism. I've studied a little bit of Judaism. I again, I'm like, how old are you? Because I went through that phase too, where I studied like Sikhism mm-hmm. and a little bit of Buddhism, and then of course in high school I was, I fancied myself pagan. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Like, how old were you? I was probably 18, 19 with the Buddhism, and I was probably 26-ish with um, the uh, Judaism. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. What brought that on? (laughs) So, oh, this is the, the... Worst story ever. You're going to be so embarrassed with me. It was when I was studying for the bar. Okay. And I just randomly decided I'm taking a break and I'm taking a quiz on, well, what religion does my views line up most closely with? And according to, to my surprise, according to the uh, quiz, it said Reformed Judaism. Really? Yeah. And so... Yeah, I said, you know what, God or whoever's listening to me, if I pass the bar, I will study Judaism. Oh my God, are you serious? I'm serious. You made a bargain with God? Yeah. And so... How'd that work out for you? Well, I passed the bar. Well, you're not a Jew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I... There's a lot of things about Judaism I admire. Um, it Reformed Judaism in particular, there isn't. It's not dogmatic, especially compared to other religions. It's a lot more, I think, scholarly and based around debate and study. Hmm. However, kind of in studying it, it's like you know, I just I. I don't know if I really identify with this enough to feel like, you know, I'm going to join the tribe or whatever. Right. So, you know, I, you know, read um, most of the uh, the Old Testament in, you know, kind of, again, trying to study the, study the Bible and figure out, or study Judaism and figure out what it's all about. But it's just, I mean, at the end of the day, it didn't really resonate me, resonate with me to the point where... You wanted to convert. Exactly. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Um, yeah. What? Yeah, so, I mean, and I guess, what what are your experiences? Like, you, you, you mentioned Sikhism and... <laughs> well, I mean, okay, so in high school, I guess I felt a little bit powerless um, in regards to, like, my life and my surroundings and what was going on. And I just, I, I was looking for something that would give me my power back Mm -hmm. and um i think paganism wicca whatever you want to call it was something that gave me some sort of semblance of control in my life 
Um, my mom, being Muslim, did not take very kindly to that. Um, altars were destroyed. Items were thrown away. Um, and then after... Oh, man, a few years after that, I looked more into Sikhism because I ended up with a lot of Sikh friends and Mm -hmm. they explained that, you know, women were allowed to be warriors and women were respected. And it just, it's, it seemed like such a contrast to what I grew up with where Mm -hmm. I was seriously considering converting at a certain point in my life. Okay. So at what age did you decide that you're going to be atheist? Um, I think I was atheist before I started dabbling into other religions. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, like, as of six years old, I would not actually pray. Like, I would pretend to be praying. I'd be on my prayer rug with, you know, like, um, oh my God, I forgot what it's called, but where you're, like, covering your head and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not a hijab. It goes down longer. Okay. Um, but like I'd have a book under my bed and I would be reading and when I heard my mom coming up the stairs that's when I would like pretend to go through the motions and I mean I was caught on several occasions um, and was not allowed to keep my door closed while I was praying Um, praying in air quotes Um, but yeah like I, I was forced to go to Sunday school growing up and For us, Sunday school is called madrasa, Mm -hmm. and you learn how to read and write Arabic without understanding Arabic. You learn about the laws of Islam, and when you ask a question, um, you're not really given an answer. Like, I remember, you know, in class we would ask, why can a man marry four women Mm -hmm. in Islam? And then we... We'd be told, oh, well, they ha- well, the man has to love them all equally and give them the same um, sort of lifestyle. Like, you can't keep one in a mansion and keep the other three in, like, a shed out back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but they never explained why that was. They said something about warriors and taking care of widows, but that's not... It, it didn't really click. Um, another question was why women were considered dirty when they were menstruating why we weren't allowed to eat pork, why um, the testimony of two women in an Islamic court equaled that of one man. There was just a lot of questions Mm -hmm. that never really got solid answers. And whenever I would ask my mom, she told me to ask the Molana or the preacher. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have answers for me. They said that they'd get back to me and then they never got back to me. So there were just too many holes. It had more holes than Swiss cheese. Mm-hmm. And I was just not interested because I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> oh, you know, when you talk about, you know, your experiences with, I, I'm just going to call it Sunday school for, you know. All intensive purposes. All, all, yeah. So on my dad's side of the family, his mom was really religious and so what our, religion? Uh, Christianity. What kind? There are many different you, flavors. Southern Baptist, I think. I have no idea. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was yeah, it was just a trip. So I 
I remember, I mean, I was a kid, I mean, maybe 11, 12 years old, and um, we went to go visit my grandparents in Arkansas, and that, I mean, that's the Bible Belt part of America, so you can't go more than a mile down the road without seeing a church. I mean, there's more churches than there are libraries, and... Um, that's horrifying. Yeah. So this particular church, they had a, um, I don't know if it was Sunday school because it wasn't really on Sundays. I mean, I think it was just like a, like a summertime youth camp. And so I spent a week there and, um, I mean, I remember like making some like tie dye shirts and, uh, you know, they were, you know, telling the kids about Jesus and, I mean, I just, I couldn't quite get my head around, like, the stories of, like, okay, so you're telling me that there was a guy, and he was the Son of God, and he was sent to earth, and his death would absolve us of all of our sins, but only if you believe in him, and I, I just, it kind of like you, it just, it didn't add up. And I mean, isn't that, doesn't that story sound familiar? Like, if you don't believe in Santa, you're not going to get gifts. Yeah. If you don't believe in Jesus, you're not going to heaven. Yeah. And it's the same in Islam. Like, if you don't believe, you know, Prophet Muhammad is, you know, the, the last prophet and if whatever, all this religious dogma, if you don't believe in it, then you're not going to heaven. And that's one of the qualms that I had about the religion. I had asked people, well, what if, you know, they didn't hear about Islam? Mm -hmm. And the most atrocious answer I got to that was, well, if they don't know, that's their fault. Wow. So I don't know. It's just, it's, it's weird. Um, because my family wasn't always Muslim. Mm-hmm. Generations and generations ago, I can't give you an exact number, but we were Hindu. Right. And, you know, being South Asian, that makes sense. Yeah. So, I I don't know. It, there's just too many, too many rules, too many weird things that don't make sense. And there's too many differences. Like, mm-hmm. I would think that if I was a supreme being... And I wanted my message out there and I wanted to be worshipped. I would be clear and concise and make it pretty obvious that I existed mm-hmm. instead of sending down messengers and and prophets to right. spread the word, uh, the this, this divine word mm-hmm. that people are just supposed to believe upon hearing. Oh, yeah. And, and why have three versions of like a single God? Yeah. Because... Like, we call it people of the book in mm-hmm. Islam. So those people include uh, Jewish people, Christians, and Muslims. Mm-hmm. So we're all considered people of the book. Right. Um, so I, I would ask, you know, why, why would they need three versions mm-hmm. to get it right? Mm-hmm. And then I'd be told, well, people weren't ready. And I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense. And... I heard a similar thing in, um, the, again, I mean, I'm like 18, 19 years old, going to, um, it's, it was called Tao Cultivationism, 
And What's that? So, I mean, it's kind of a, a hybrid of Christianity and Buddhism. And so they one of the things that they said was the reason why there are so many different religions is God sent down different messengers at different times to communicate to different people in languages and concepts that they can understand. But they were all sent by the same God and like they believe that Jesus was a Buddha and you know, just again, just kind of this weird fusion of multiple religions into like a single kind of unified doctrine. But I mean, I think going back to what you're saying about, well, you know, God's never appeared, I mean it made me think of even just like the history of Christianity. So back when there was the split between the Catholic Church and the Eastern Orthodox Church, God didn't descend down from the heavens and uh, tell everyone who was right and who was wrong. Right. When Martin Luther uh, uh, nailed uh, the, the, the theses to the church, you know, God didn't come down and stand by his side and like nod approvingly, yep, Martin Luther, you're absolutely right. I mean, even today, there is a rift in the Methodist church about how accepting the church is supposed to be of uh, LGBTQ people. And to the best of my knowledge, God isn't scheduled to come down and say, you know, who's right and who's wrong. I mean, this has all just been, you know, people saying that they're speaking for God. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I, I use the Bible because it's what I'm most familiar with. But at a time when, you know, according to the Bible, God was pretty active in people's lives. I mean, you know, the, the Jews were going through uh, the desert and God made it rain manna down from heaven and uh, was speaking to people. And when people were going against his um, directions, you know, he would be pretty active in smiting them. So it's not like the God of the Bible is incapable of interacting in our lives. It's just that he hasn't, so... Right, and I think maybe it was easier to believe stories mm -hmm. back in the day because now we require evidence and right. experiments and mm -hmm. we need proof of things. And yeah. it's just shocking to me that people are so ready to believe something when there's no proof. Um, and I mean, as as a kid growing up, you and I have talked about this, but I haven't really talked about this on the podcast yet but I suffered really really bad eczema as a child and it mm -hmm. was all over my body and I think by the time I was like six or seven it just moved to the palms of my hands but it was so severe that I would pray I would pray earnestly this was before actually I think this is what this is the tipping point for me I think mm -hmm. that turned me into an atheist is that I would pray for relief from this disease mm -hmm. and I would never get it and I'm like I have done nothing to deserve this mm -hmm. and you know it, it's also that whole God works in mysterious ways bullshit like mm -hmm. cancer and AIDS and children dying and just all of these atrocities and even acts of nature you know mm -hmm. God yeah. works in mysterious way no that's just the way our planet works. That's just the way we've evolved. That's just, there, there are reasons 
for the way things are. And if God is supposed to be this kind, merciful, loving creator deity thing, Mm -hmm. how could this God just sit by and watch all of this stuff happen to a creation he claims to love? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, depending on what religion you're coming from, the answer to that would be different. But, it, yeah, uh, I just, I, get, I guess it goes back to, you know, since I've met you and since I've really been, like, seriously asking the question, I don't have any good answer as to why I should believe in any deity that has directly interacted with us mm-hmm. I or continues to interact with us there needs to be some sort of proof for that mm-hmm. and I haven't seen it and if there is a God that wants to make itself known to us you know it would make itself known to us right absolutely I mean, the color of the sky is just light refracting, ref, ref, refracting <laughs> <laughs> off of molecules, right? Right. So how difficult would it be to change the sky to green or mm-hmm. orange right. with right. a message in it for right. just a day? Right. Just all over the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it seems like we're putting a lot of blind faith mm-hmm. into something. And I guess that's the whole point of faith, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I actually had a question for you. Mm-hmm. So growing up with your, you said your grandma, right? Your, yes. On your dad's side was right. religious. Right. So was there any expectation for you to be religious or was your dad religious at some point? Um, I don't think so. Like we've never really talked about it. So... I didn't know my grandma on my dad's side all that well. Um, there were just a few times we would talk about her being religious just amongst, you know, my mom and dad and brother. And the things they said really kind of gave me a bad picture of religion. So she was one of those anti-gay Christians. and so Anti-abortion, anti-gay. yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. the The Lord's rapture is coming any day, and the Lord, you, you will feel the Lord's wrath if you don't uh, huh. straighten up your sinful ways and go to church. And I, so it Christianity was never painted in a pleasant light in my house. Right. Um, how about yours? Oh man, there was so much pressure. There was mm-hmm. so much pressure to be a good Muslim and believe. And I think now, um, well, ever since my parents split up, my dad has been a lot more liberated in that sense. Like his family was never really religious, but because my mom's was, she sort of pushed that doctrine on my dad and myself and my brother. Mm -hmm. Um, So like her entire family, she's one of, I guess, 10. Yes, yeah, she's one of 10. And most of her family, like, they wear hijab, they pray, they fast, they don't drink, they don't eat pork. 
Um, so I, I've always had, like, I, I never wore hijab and I was never interested in wearing hijab. And there was pressure whenever I visited my family to kind of get on the bandwagon, even though my mom at the time didn't wear hijab. She does now, but, um, you know, being able to recite the Quran was something that you bragged about. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, my kid won the spelling bee. Well, my kid knows this surah and that surah. Mm-hmm. And um, part part of finding oneself is really becoming confident in your own, um, I guess, beliefs and what you don't want to believe and I I've told you this story but I'm going to share it because it's mm. it's kind of traumatic but I also want people to understand that extremism is not in just certain countries and and extremism can show itself in different ways so a few years ago um oh my gosh how long was this like I guess oh my god 10 10 years now oh wow <laughs> so 10 years ago I went to go visit my family in the UK my uncle had just gotten remarried and he had come to visit us and I really got along with his wife and she extended an invitation for me to go visit so I'm like yeah you know I haven't seen my family in a long time and I went by myself and I stayed with that aunt and uncle um and at a certain like it was snowy and people in the UK do not know how to handle snow. It's kind of like people in California, right? So <laughs> they, they're not prepared. So that first week, we kind of just stayed at home. And I was on the phone with my mother. And I'm just like, I'm really bored. I haven't gone anywhere. We haven't done anything. Like, I helped my aunt clean out her fridge. And I've basically just been sitting in this, like, dirty-ass guest room doing nothing. And I guess my uncle heard me. So... The next day, he, like, dropped me off at this, like, shopping center by myself with, like, limited funds. Like, I he didn't give me any money, but I had limited funds. So, I'm like, he's like, I'll be back in, like, three hours. So, it's the UK. I saw a pub. Mm -hmm. I went to the pub. I'm way above the the legal age of, like, being able to drink. So, Mm -hmm. I'm at the pub, made some friends. I had two pints. That's it. And then my uncle picked me up, and I guess he could smell it or something. And nothing was said about it until until it was time for me to go back home. And, like, it was, it was pretty tense. I had gone to stay with my friends for a couple days. And it, anyways, uh, long story short... He didn't outright say that was the reason, but I'm almost certain it was the reason. And he said that if he could, he would throw me off a bridge. Oh, wow. He said that he hoped someone threw acid in my face. Oh, fuck. And he was just berating and screaming at me for half an hour. What? Like, the first 15 minutes was quiet, but the remaining half an hour was him screaming at me. And, like, saying that I was a show-off because my cousins had been asking what I'd been up to. And I told them what I did for work. Mm -hmm. And I told them what I did for nonprofits because that's my 
that's my career. I work in nonprofits and fund development. So he's like, you're a show off. Nobody cares what you've done. And it was it was pretty bad. And this is coming from someone who likes to say that he's a pious, good Muslim. And yeah, <laughs> just your face says it all. And I mean, I guess this at the end of the day, how can anyone say that they're a good, pious, spiritual person when they treat someone like that? That's... Make it fucking make sense. And that's that's exactly it. It doesn't make sense. And um, I still go toe... <laughs> excuse me. I still go toe-to-toe with um, my mom sometimes. And, you know, she's like, well, take out money for the poor and I'll pray for you and Marv. And... I'm just like, don't, Mm -hmm. you know, don't bring me into your mumbo jumbo. I'm really not interested. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she has the right to believe whatever she wants. And everyone, I honestly believe, has the right to, you know, pray to whatever God that they want to, if they want to. But it's when you start imposing Mm -hmm. on other people is when I have a problem. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I, I don't have a problem with your spiritual beliefs. I have a problem when your spiritual beliefs require something of me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So. (laughs) Well, let's try to end on a lighter note. Okay. Um, Do you have any religious friends now? (sighs) Um, not particularly religious. I know some people that will go to church on, you know, Easter and Christmas. Um, I know one of your friends that goes to church looking for a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, How long did he spend researching churches? Um, months. Months, yeah. And uh, he would give me updates and like, not, not, you know, what are they preaching? Do I what feel he's com- learned. What he's learned. It's just, who had the hottest chicks? And that may be a story for another day. <laughs> but yeah, um, but I mean, I let me just put it like this: I do have some people, you know, religious friends. I, just like I, you said, like I don't want your religion imposing anything on me. The fact that I'm agnostic atheist doesn't mean that I want people to give up their religion. Right? I, yeah, I, I, I want us to, you know, be at a point well. My, my religious belief is that there is no higher power. So, you know, this is where we disagree. But as long as we can respect each other's beliefs, we're good. Yeah, I'm kind of of the mindset where if you're my friend and I like you, I don't want to hear a damn thing about whatever God you believe in. Mm. Um, let's hang out. Let's have a good time. Let's be friends. Mm-hmm. But the minute someone brings up God is when I have an issue. Yeah. So, so do you have any religious friends that do I that? don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. But I really don't know. <laughs> well, let us know what you think and what you believe. Are you a godless heathen like us? You can reach us on Twitter and TikTok at states underscore Canada. Until next time. Until next time.